Chapter Twenty of Cowboy Life on the Sidetrack. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cowboy Life on the Sidetrack by Frank Benton. Chapter Twenty: A Cowboy Enoch Arden. Just after leaving North Platte, a train of immigrants on their way from Oregon to Arkansas with mule teams went by us, and we found they had a letter for us from Edom Up Jake who had returned to Utah long ere this to look after his domestic matters. One of the reasons why he abandoned us was to return and look after the education of the twin boys. However, the main reason was that so many reports had come to us from travelers in wagons and sheep herders trailing sheep east, who had come through our neighborhood in Utah, who said that all our friends had given us up for dead, and eat em up Jake's wife after putting on mourning for a proper season, had begun to receive the attentions of a widower who was part Gentile bishop and part Mormon elder. As Jake was in a hurry when he started back home, he bought him a cheap Mustang in place of accepting the transportation, which was urged on him by all the principal officers of the railroad. He wrote us that when he arrived on his ranch, his wife was out in the hayfield putting up the third crop of alfalfa. She was driving a bull rake, hauling it into the stack, while one of the twins was driving the mower, and the other twin was doing the stacking. This half-breed Mormon Gentile bishop was standing round with a cotton umbrella over his head giving orders. Jake's wife didn't know him at first, he had changed so, but the bishop tumbled to him at once and started to leave. However, Jake overtook him and persuaded the bishop to turn aside into a little patch of timber with him. And Jake, getting the loan of the umbrella in the painful interview that followed, he left most of the steel ribs of the umbrella sticking in the anatomy of the bishop, and then let the house-dog, with the help of the twin boys armed with their pitchforks, assist the bishop clear off the ranch. This was so much better than the old style of Enoch Arden business that Dilbury Ike made up a little rhyme about it after we got Jake's letter. And here it is. In Utah, a cattleman got married in the glow of summertime, married a buxom Mormon girl, warm heart, and manner kind. And as the autumnal sun began to tinge things red, he rounded up his cattle herd, and to his bride he said, Come hither, dear, and kiss me, and sit upon my lap, for I am going a lengthy journey with my cows and steers that's fat. I'm going on the overland with a special long stock train. His bride, she wept and trembled, and said, I'll ne'er see you again. O oh, Jake, my darling husband, give up this wrong design. If you must go east with cattle, then try some other line. For I have heard the stockmen talking, and this is what they say, that if you drive your stock to market, that then there's no delay. But if you get a special train, the railroad has a knack of letting you do your running when your train is on a sidetrack. Some stockmen they have starved to death, and others grow so old, that none knew them on their return, so frequent I've been told. But Jake was young and hardy, and his mind was full of zeal, to load his beef on a special and eastward take a spiel. So he started with his steers and cows in the golden autumn time. Some neighbors also loaded theirs. The cattle were fat and fine. But they run the stock on the overland so slow and awful bum that stockmen get old and careworn, staying with a special run. Their wives get weary waiting for hubby's coming home, and flirt with the nearest preacher who drops in when they're alone. Jake's wife was no exception, 
and as time went by she said if jake was alive i know he'd come back he surely must be dead the good woman put on mourning and mourned for quite a time but when thus she'd done her duty she suddenly ceased to pine and when a gentile mormon preacher dropped in one night to tea she put on her new dress of gingham and was chipper as she could be had him eating her pies and jellies that she knew how to make had him sit in the easy rocker without ever a thought of jake and when the twins got drowsy she packed them off to bed sat and played checkers with the bishop just as though poor jake was dead when she jumped in the preacher's king row and had eight men to his five she cared not she was so excited whether jake was dead or alive but at four o'clock next morning she roused from sleep with a scream she'd seen jake pushing behind a stock train in this early morning dream and that evening when the lusty preacher came hanging around again he got but scanty welcome for she thought of the special train for a time she was silent and thoughtful the dream an impression had made she could still see jake pushing the special as it slowly climbed the grade now we know how the brave-hearted jake with the stock train had to stay how he camped by her side night times as on a side track she lay we know how he pushed so manfully whene'er she climbed a hill in fact everyone pushed even the sheepmen cotswold and rambolet bill how hunger and famine o'ertook them as slowly they crawled along their hearts almost broke with home longing when jack do sung a home song eyes filled with tears that were unbidden hearts o'erflowing with pain no pen can paint their sorrow as they stayed with this special stock train the passing of poor old chuckwagon who slowly starved to death on account of the smell of the sheepmen he couldn't get his breath their camping ahead of the special after they had buried chuck the washing away of the sheepmen who surely were out of luck they lived in snow huts on the mountain that's known as sherman hill where the last was seen of the sheepmen, Cotswold and Rambolet Bill. Their arrival at the Windy City, that's known as the Dead Cheyenne, some things about Burton Warren and mayhap another man. And now with their party diminished by old age, privation, and death, they still kept plodding on eastward what of the party was left. Till Jake talking with wandering sheepmen who had trailed by his cabin home, heard of the scandalous preacher who came when his wife was alone heard of the nightly playing of checkers when the twins were safely in bed about his wife all the neighbors were talking her claiming that jake was dead finally through very homesickness he started to take the back track and because he was in such a hurry he rode all the way horseback arriving inside of his meadows a waving fresh and green the alfalfa growing the highest that jake had ever seen two red-headed boys the hay were pitching their mother was hauling it in there was only one blot on the landscape that made jake feel like sin twas our gentile mormon bishop in the shade of his old umbrella with his long-tailed coat and eyeglasses he looked like foxy quiller when jake got close to the bishop he booted him out the field the house-dog and twins with their hay-forks finished making the elder spiel then jake gathered his family around him work was laid by for the day they told all their joys and their sorrows so i finished my lay moral the old-fashioned enoch arden story was a tale well told i can't approach or rival it nor make a claim so bold 
but the ending of my cowboy Enoch Arden I really liked the best, for he fired the interloper out of the modern Arden nest. End of chapter 20 Recording by Philip Gould